Hello, and welcome to the July 30th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from around the law firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we bring you news on new privatization opportunities in Angola, hydroelectric power plants in Gabon, Timor-Leste's priorities for 2022, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start off this week's episode with news that the IMF will increase the limit on financing to low-income countries, including Mozambique, Saint-Main-Prince, Cape Verde, Guinea-Bissau, and Timor-Leste. The reforms announced aim to ensure that the fund can flexibly support the financing needs of low-income countries during the pandemic and subsequent recovery, while continuing to provide concessional loans at zero interest. In Angola, the State Assets and Holdings Management Institute has announced the privatization by public tender of two industrial complexes and a slaughterhouse and has extended the deadline for bids on the three hotel units currently on offer until the 20th of August. The Institute also launched a public tender for the transfer of the rights to explore and operate the Quero supermarket chain. The tender is for a 10-year contract without a purchase option and includes 12 stores, eight of which are located in the province of Luanda, with an average sales area of 6,000 square meters. In addition, a tender for the privatization of TV Zimbu and the Media Nova Group was announced and is seen as an effort to further liberalize the telecommunications sector. The Angolan government recently stated the importance of creating a national logistics network that would shorten the distance between production centers and consumer markets, as well as connect production areas, especially in the agribusiness sector. According to the government, all the effort made upstream to encourage domestic production, as well as the financing costs borne by producers, may simply not work if the value chain does not have this crucial intermediate element between producers and both domestic and foreign final consumers. In Cape Verde, the controversial privatization of Cape Verdean Airlines, TACV, was reversed as the Cape Verdean state took over the 51% share of the company held by Icelandic investors since 2019, claiming a number of failings in management and immediately dissolving the company's corporate bodies. Meanwhile, French investors have shown an interest in the Cameroonian renewable energy sector and are looking to provide Cameroon with a package including consulting, studies, equipment supply and installation, maintenance and other services. The interest by French investors follows the implementation of the National Development Strategy 2020-2030, which places particular emphasis on the development of the energy sector. In particular, the plan is to increase the country's installed renewables capacity from just over 1,600 megawatts to 6,000 megawatts by 2035. In addition to hydroelectricity, which dominates Cameroon's energy mix, there are plans to develop projects in biomass, solar and wind power, which currently represent barely 1% of Cameroon's energy mix. More than a year after the signing of memorandum between the two countries, Cameroon and Gabon have materialized the interconnection of their fiber-optic networks under the Central African Backbone Project. The digital interconnection infrastructure is a significant step forward in the process of sub-regional access integration, as it guarantees a secure interconnection that will lead to the increase of digital access in the region. 
Also benefiting the two countries, along with neighboring Congo and Equatorial Guinea, are the hydroelectric power plants in central Gabon, for which the feasibility studies were validated by the economic community of Central African states. The studies focused not only on the development of the hydroelectric plants, but also on the relevant power transmission lines and the maintenance and sustainable management of the works. According to the economic community, these are regional flagship projects for Central Africa and will straighten regional cooperation and integration while also building an important link in the infrastructure of an interconnected electricity network in Central Africa. The Gabonese government and the Oran Group's renewable energy subsidiary signed a memorandum of understanding on the 9th of July for the construction of a 50-megawatt photovoltaic power plant in Greater Libreville. This act aims to establish a basis for the implementation of the project, which complements the deployment of eight hybrid solar power plants with a total capacity of 2.2 megawatts. The project is part of Gabon's strategy to increase to 80% the share of renewable energy in its energy mix, which until now has been made up mostly of fossil fuels. This will save more than 22 million liters of fuel oil per year and close to 60,000 tons of CO2, creating both economic and environmental benefits. Looking for an economic transformation that will promote employment, Cote d'Ivoire signed two agreements with the World Bank that will grant $200 million towards this goal, in particular in regards to increasing productivity through diversification, increasing the number of national and international investors, improving the competitiveness of value chains, and facilitating access to markets for small and medium-sized enterprises. There was also good news in the Mozambican mining sector, as MRG Metals confirmed that the Nikutsi concession contains very high-grade heavy mineral sands and that it can probably deliver a significantly larger high-grade resource than originally expected. Meanwhile, over in the MoMA titanium mine, Kenmar Resources set a record for ilmenite production in the second quarter of the year, producing 41% more heavy mineral concentrate than in the same period last year. The other two minerals extracted from the mine also showed increases compared to the same quarter in 2020, with the extraction of zircon and rutile increasing by 28% and 47% respectively. Mozambique's government estimates Setimafanda Nakua hydroelectric complex to be built 60 kilometers downstream from the Kahorabasa Dam in the Tete province, will begin generating power in 2030. The project includes a 1,600-kilometer power transmission line between Tete and Maputo, with a projected capacity of roughly 1,500 megawatts. The government expects construction, estimated to cost around 5 billion US dollars, to take approximately six years. Senegal and Mauritania are looking to further straighten and expand the scope of their cooperation, including in the midstream and downstream segments, to cover the entire gas value chain. This will accelerate exchanges for the implementation of the Clean Gas Protocol, signed in 2020 for the reduction of the carbon footprint caused by the exploitation of national fossil fuel resources through the use of renewable energy and clean technologies. Finally, the Timor-Leste government identified six priority areas for the fiscal year of 2022 and agreed on a budget ceiling of 1.5 billion US dollars for the 2022 state budget. The six areas in which it chose to focus are social capital, housing and social inclusion, the productive sector with a focus on agriculture and tourism, environment and connectivity, private and cooperative sector development, rural development and good governance. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be taking a short break over the month of August, and we will be back with you on September 10th with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. 
Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Katarina Muraj from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.